Since the dawn of time, people have been looking for treasure. In bygone days, they searched in the fields, in the hills, and under the sea. There were many tales of gold rushes as people went to see if they could find gold in them far-off hills. And if they found them, they thought that they would be happy. Nowadays, they look for it in the lottery, the casino, or the stock market. And sometimes they find it as the person who won nearly 50 million euro last week in the lottery. And some people think that they will be happy when they have all these things and all their troubles will be over. In one way or another, we are all treasure hunters. All of us are looking for something, something that will make us completely happy. And there's nothing wrong with this, providing we are searching for the right thing. What is your treasure? Is it a big house, plenty of money, a big car, or perhaps your children or your wife? Who or what is your treasure? In our gospel reading, which we have just heard from St. Matthew's gospel today, Jesus gives several parables about the kingdom of heaven. Some of them are just one-liners almost, and others go a bit deeper. Firstly, he says, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, the smallest of all seeds, but it grows into a big bush, can become very invasive. And the kingdom of heaven is like that, has small beginnings, but with our aid, it can grow and expand if we are true followers of Christ. Then he says it's like a woman baking bread, something many got into during the lockdown. She puts in some yeast and the bread is leavened. It's a small amount is used, but though it is hidden, it helps the bread to leaven. So it is like the small seed sown and the small piece of yeast, both can expand. Then Jesus said, it's like a pearl of great price for which man sells everything that he has and buys it because it's worth all he has. Or it's like a man digging in a field and discovers a treasure has been hidden in the field and he goes down to the local estate agents and he buys the field because he knows the treasure is there. Lastly, as would be very familiar to his disciples, he talks about fishermen casting a net into the sea that catches a great amount of fish. And the fishermen then have to sort them out and the bad fish are thrown away. In the same way, God gathers a great deal of people into his net and then they're sifted out. Some people are rejected 
and others retained for his work? Are we in the fish that will be retained? Is our love for God so great that we always act as good Christians? One of the greatest problems organized religion has faced in recent years is the fact that many members of the church in the past were hypocrites. They were many who want, just wanted, as they say nowadays, to talk the talk. They didn't walk the walk. It used to be said, if that's how Christians behave, I don't want to be one of them. But hopefully things are changing. But we Christians have to be very careful that we always give the right impression to the world because we need to bring others to Christ by the way we act, by the way we show love for others and love for God. We must be doers of the word and not forgetful hearers only. So, what is your treasure? All of us are searchers and treasure hunters in the sense we're all looking for happiness. The goal is legitimate, but it may be we're looking for it in the wrong place. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be too. So if you want to know where your treasure is, all you have to ask yourself is, where is your heart? It is that which you love, that which you pursue with all your heart. There lies your treasure. Of course, we may try to have it both ways. We may try to keep friends with God and with mammon. However, what we're looking for cannot be found in material things. Riches brings anxiety. Wisdom brings peace of mind. Yet knowing what is truly important in life is what we need to seek. It means being able to see things from God's point of view and being able to live the way God wants us to live. If we don't have that, then no matter how many possessions we have or how successful we are in life, we will not be happy. Yes, life is unintelligible and unbearable without real treasure, which is a close relationship with God and the one we should seek. It gives us a sense of who we are and where we're going in life. Only God can give us what we're looking for. If we find God, we find all. This knowledge of God is so life-giving that in order to possess it, we must be willing to give up everything else. The man went and sold everything he had and bought it. Yes, to have faith is not to have all the answers. It doesn't mean all the work is done for us. The opposite would be nearer the truth. 
Fate commits us to a life of discovery, searching, and yearning. It's not in holy places just like this church, on unreligious occasions that we find God and feel close to him. In Jesus' story, it was while the man was going about his daily task of digging that he found the hidden treasure. The treasure we're looking for may be hidden on the ground on which we stand. Yes, those who belong to the kingdom of God will taste real joy, even here. But that joy is only a foretaste of that which they will experience hereafter when they come into full possession of the kingdom. Where is your treasure?